With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the Boiler Alert Podcast. With you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Ryan Bonaparte. We are coming to you today, Sunday, May 14th, recording on this lovely Mother's Day. Uh, Shout out to all the mothers in your lives. Uh, If you're a listener and you're a mother, you know, happy Mother's Day to you. Uh, Ryan and I were talking right before we started recording about some of the more notable mothers uh, of Purdue athletes through the years. Um, Ryan, who's the first notable Purdue mother that comes to your mind? Oh, it's it's very easily Zach Eadie's mom. Yeah, I'm, yeah, front, top just, of mind for sure. Oh yeah, just recency bias even even higher. But yeah, she is definitely the mom of Purdue right now. Yeah, did you especially if he comes back? Did you see um, the thing they had about her on the journey uh, from Big Ten Network this last season? I did, yes. That was a really, I thought it was a really nice little piece. Um, for those that didn't see it, it's just the fact that she does rent a house, you know, around town during the season. So she stays there, and all the team comes over for like a team meal, like once a week, and it's just such a cool thing to be able to do. And I, I am sure that the players love it uh, because it is, you know, a home cooked meal, and that is something that is hard to beat, especially when you're in college. Yep. And uh, sweetest lady, too. I mean, just being, like, she's around the team all the time, and just being there when Zach's there, she is just 
so down to earth and awesome. Yeah, she really seems to be. She really seems to be. So, uh, you know, as someone who went to Purdue uh, beginning in 2004, the number one name uh, for Purdue mom that comes to mind is Chris Kramer's mom. Uh, one of the most intense basketball fans you'll ever meet. You could hear on every broadcast. Uh, you know, when you saw an interview with his mom, Kramer's mom, or, you know, just heard her on any broadcast, you really got an idea of where his intensity came from. Um, you know, it said, just felt like it came right from his mom. They were, they were two peas in a pod in that respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, every basketball team has that parent and it's <laughs> not a bad thing, but everyone knows who that parent yeah. is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, the other one, uh, recently that stands out, of course, is Jaden Ivey's mom who, you know, got talked about on nearly every broadcast just because of, um, you know, being the head coach of the Notre Dame women's team. So she got yeah. brought up all the time as well. Absolutely. Coach, coach Ivy is really, you can see where Jaden gets it. So it's awesome to have that, uh, connection, and I think for myself, the other mom that I was thinking of was uh, Evan Boudreaux's mom, who was the C- CEO, CFO, one of the board members. She was a C-suite member. Yeah. I mean, she she's up there. She got that pull. So yeah. yeah. That's why you saw the Blue Cross Blue Shield plastered across Mackey when Evan Boudreaux played there. Yeah. Yeah, that helps. You know, it's good to have an in. Mm-hmm. For sure. Need those ad dollars. Yeah. So yeah, those are some of the notable mothers we've had at Purdue. Oddly enough, they all seem to be basketball related. I can't remember of a football uh, related Purdue mom who stands out. I mean, obviously the entire Trent family it comes to mind, but you know that's more focused on Tyler as the fan. Um, but I, I honestly I can't think of any like standout mom from a football player. Can you? Uh, I can't, and it, I feel like it's mostly because there's just so many players on the football yeah. team. It's not yeah. like one can really stand out um, opposed to basketball, where there's only 15 players max. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So there you go. There is our, our tribute uh, to Purdue Mothers, as it were. Uh, we hope everybody out there has a great Mother's Day. So on the rest of the podcast, we're going to talk about two other things. One was the roundtable post we did on Saturday about the Purdue football intro music uh, and if it needs changed, if it needs updated. Um, Then we're going to take a break, and then in the second half, we're going to look at the men of Mackey and kind of where their roster stands uh, at this point and kind of who we hope uh, they might look at or who we think they need to get in order to kind of advance in the TBT and maybe win that million dollars. So. Uh, Ryan, we did. Uh, I sent out a question on Saturday at the behest of uh, Jed, uh, another writer mm-hmm. over at Hammer and Rails, about the current Purdue football introduction uh, music and kind of the new the experience that they have as they run onto the field uh, to start the games. This is especially relevant, I think, because the the Tiller Tunnel is going to be opened this year. You can follow the mm-hmm. progress picks on Twitter, and it looks like they're they're really on schedule to get everything done. I think it's going to look really awesome. Um, so you couple that with the new tunnel and Ryan Walters taking over as head coach. Obviously, he's got a much different uh, energy and much different vibe <laughs> as you know the mm-hmm. the most recent Purdue coaches. Obviously, he's about thirty years younger uh, than than the recent coaches. Um, so, do we think uh, that that Purdue needs to change up the the intro and how they run to the field? 
Because what what song did they use when you were at Purdue? It changed just about every week, honestly. They had different intro videos, and um, it was never really uh, uh, never really consistent because yeah. um, they definitely they did like the intro video um, when they would record a lot of stuff at uh, the Indy Five Hundred. They've done stuff. It always seems to feature challengers like Dodge Challengers just for having that kind of car. That's um, weird. But it always changed. Yeah, it was never super consistent. Um, and just like, yeah, it, it wasn't the greatest, but there's definitely some options available. Okay. So for me, I mean, when I started going to Purdue football games um, in the, the mid, like late 1990s, um, mm-hmm. I, I basically started really going to Purdue football games Joe Tiller's first year. Um, the first Purdue football game I can really remember going to is the Purdue upset of Notre Dame in 1997. Um, Joe Tiller's first year, uh, my brothers and I all went. I don't even remember how we got tickets. Um, I think yeah. my my dad's uh, co-worker at the high school he taught at had tickets, if I'm remembering right. Um, so mm-hmm. we ended up going to that game, and it was just absolutely wild. Purdue upset Notre Dame. Um, drunk guy behind me uh, puked all over everybody. Just absolute chaos, but, you know, from the Tiller era on to, like, beginning of Tiller era to when I was there in 04 all the way through 2010 when I finished with my Masters, um, Mm -hmm. it was really Power Man 5000, When Worlds Collide, was, like, the Purdue song for football. It It was what they always came out with. There was, of course, the Jumbo Heroes videos with, like, the cartoon players, and they all had superheroes, and nostalgia is a hell of a drug. You know, like, so for me, like, that's what it should always be. Purdue should find a way to always use when worlds collide. They should always, you know, maintain the kind of cartoon comic book vibe. But Mm -hmm. it's not up to me. And I said this in the article. What I think is cool isn't really the point. At this point (laughs) in my life, I have been gone from Purdue, you know, over 13 years. I'm 37 years old. I don't even live in the state of Indiana anymore. So... I want something that the players want. And ultimately, Mm -hmm. that is, I think, what's important. But if I make the choice, I'm going with When Worlds Collide, Power Man 5000, and I'm going to have some sort of update or uh, reintroduction of the Jumbo Heroes and the Jumbotron um, and go from there. Okay. Well, before I address really anything, I got to say that game against Notre Dame, that upset in 97, a couple months before I was born. Uh, Oh, God. Yeah, so we're just going to throw that out there. Thank you for that. That was helpful. everyone to judge me and my uh, blissful ignorance and my youthful ignorance. Yeah. So um, I do appreciate the absolute, uh, the drop of... When worlds collide, but I think it's just it's it's right there. It's crazy train is right there. I mean, there's a reason that in the article from the uh, roundtable, Gabby and I almost said verbatim the th- same thing that when Ozzy screams all aboard and just starts maniacally laughing, that will get a crowd going. Yeah, uh, 
And I likened that to Enter Sandman and Sandstorm at South Carolina. Just something that will really withstand the test of time. Like, Enter Sandman is not a new song. And no. it's been at Virginia Tech for years. So, like, I think players appreciate that, especially if it's tradition. But it has to be a good tradition. Um, this is, I mean, this almost bridges into the argument of should Shout be redone as well yeah we don't have time for that no no that'll have to be that'll have to be a whole different episode but Mm -hmm. i think you're you're on to something there when you mention it needs to be a tradition but it has to be a good one you can't just do something in order to make it a tradition if it's bad um which i think was what a lot of people would argue with shout but again that's something we can tackle at another time um i think there's a desire to just make it something popular. Pick a popular song of right now um, Mm -hmm. and just change it year after year. Um, And, you know, that can be fun, uh, but, and it stays current, it stays with the times, all the students Mm -hmm. will really love it, but it doesn't really make it important. It doesn't really build the introduction and the entrance of the team into anything that people look forward to. And I think right. that's what you want with your entrance. You want it to be iconic. You want it to be something that people want to be in the stands to see each week. Um, a, not a ton of teams have that in college basketball. Um, you know, Clemson has that. Uh, mm. They're the really the first one that sticks to my mind. Florida State has that. Um, you know, with the, the Seminole on the horse uh, riding onto the field. So there right. are teams that have it, and we just have to continue to make produce better because as much as I loved being um, a graduate assistant with uh, marketing and promotions and being on the field, having just like that blow up train that players would run through, not exactly like the coolest thing you've ever seen. Um, Especially Mm -hmm. when, let me just tell you, that thing was raggedy and beat all to hell and was held together by tape. Um, so mm-hmm. not exactly um, the most intimidating way to run into your stadium. So uh, I think you make a good good point with Crazy Train for a number of reasons. One, it is not a brand new song. It's a song that has been around for a while. It's a song everyone knows. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, Trains, Purdue. So you've got that, that going trains. for you. Um, and then it does have a really great opening, you know, opening line. It's... It's very good for those three reasons. So I would agree it's it's definitely one of my top choices just because it has got a, a timeless song with a great, great opening um, opening beat, and I think that's important. That's what you want in a moment like that. Yeah, and I, I really wish that Welcome to the Jungle could work. I just don't see the fact it says welcome to the jungle. That's the only problem with it. I mean, you have Axel Rose who's from Lafayette, yeah. Indiana. Like it was it was almost right there. Um but um the other song that I think could work or I wouldn't be disappointed if it actually if they used it would be Back in Black yes. by ACDC. Um, yeah, that's gets a good guitar riff to start as well, and, and it actually makes sense that we wear black at home. Well, so and I, I'm gonna have to maybe I'll have to give you a history lesson here, young man. God, I cannot believe you weren't born in 1997. That just I want to vomit. Uh, Sorry, it's it's unbelievable. Um, so Purdue, you know, for a while 
in the mid 2000s the whole push was by Tiller and everyone in the in the football you know uh, program was be bold wear gold they wanted everyone <laughs> in the stands not to wear black not to wear white they wanted them to wear gold because they thought it would be more unique you can't something can't be more unique it could be it would be unique um, and would allow it to stand out on TV that was a there were a number of problems with that one of which different vendors use different golds so it looked yes. awful um, but most importantly then the the team would wear the gold jerseys at home and then we got our absolute asses handed to us uh, in the first game I believe of the 2003 season and I think it was to Bowling Green if I'm uh, remembering correctly and so then it was like, well, we're, we're certainly not doing this anymore. And so the very next game, Purdue came out to the song Back in Black, and they wore their black jerseys. Yeah, so, I mean, it works, but, um, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't envy the person who has to pick that song in some ways, but in other ways, I totally do envy it because I would love to be on yeah, that to have that power. Team. Have that power. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, you shall listen to what I want you to listen to. Um, but I'm sure there is some, there's a lot like a back and forth between the team and maybe not the team, the players per se, but at least Coach Walters and the creative team. Like, okay, how do you want to do this? And it's not just, like, the song. It, As you said, having the blow-up train, like, it can get old. So coming from the tunnel now, the Tiller Tunnel is going to be a nice revamp. Yeah. But you have to do something else. You can't have the extra special die on the middle of oh the Oh, my field. God. That was so, so <laughs> awful. Just absolutely well, emblematic of where that was going, too. Yeah. You cannot have that happen. Yeah. But, like... I mean, where else are you going to have a freaking train coming onto the field? Exactly. Uh, so, this just... I mean, there are so many cool things you could do, and I just... I hope they are bold. Maybe yes. not be bold, wear gold, but if they're bold and take some risks on the intro, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I, I would really like to see um, something with the, you know somehow make the tunnel dark and then illuminate it with like train tracks or train mm -hmm. like you know the the like blinking coming through yeah like a train coming through the red flashing yeah. light so, you know something like that put down a train stop arm in the front and then lift it when the players are coming out i mean there's just so many things you could do um i mean that could look stupid it could look corny i don't know but i mean i think it's something that you would at least want to look at and try because purdue loves their trains it's a tiller tunnel mm -hmm. Trains go through tunnels. I mean, you know, it's not rocket science here, although Purdue also good at that. Um, yeah. But we, we can figure out something to make this look good. Um, so I'm really excited to see what they do. And I did look up, um, as you were talking, it was 2003. Purdue lost their first game of the year. Purdue came in number 16 in the nation that year. Um, lost at home to Bowling Green, 26-27. Uh, to 27. And then uh, they went to uh, Wake Forest, uh, won that game, and then returned home to face Arizona and came out in their black jerseys uh, and played back in black. So that was uh, one, two, three. They, then they won They won six in a row after losing their first game uh, to Bowling Green. And that includes uh, a victory at, then at number 14, Wisconsin, 
Um, and I believe uh, that was the last time Purdue has beaten Wisconsin. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we, uh, of course, all know what happened in 2004. Oh, yeah, so... Happened. We don't discuss Exactly. That. So, I mean, you know, there we go. Lots of ideas. I'm really looking forward to what they do. Um, the first first home game should be pretty great. Um, it is, I believe the first home game is a night game. Um, so it, it should give us a good idea of what they've gotten accomplished and what they have really put all this time into. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I, Purdue and their audio visuals have really improved over the last decade. So I'm very <laughs> excited to see uh, what they do with this. Yeah, although I will say in the... Uh video you linked i appreciated kyle orton's plasma ball right and that graphic yeah uh, yeah i mean if you update those you can do some really cool things with that exactly um, and i mean and if anything at this point in our lives comic books are more popular than they were back in 2003 so mm-hmm. uh, and i mean you can see in that 2003 video those gold jerseys they are bad <laughs> they, they they do not look anything like purdue gold they just look like a, a tan. they just look what they look tan like, yeah almost like a khaki yeah it's it's not good it's not good mm. so uh those did not work so i'm glad those are gone um gold jerseys can be cool but you gotta do them the right way so uh there right. we go there's our thoughts on purdue football's introduction we're gonna take our break come back and look at what we know about the men of Mackey so far we'll be right back Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we are back. So once again, this year, uh, Purdue has a Purdue affiliated, I guess, team in the mm-hmm. basketball tournament, which is coming up uh, later this summer. And they've been doing their roster announcements here and there. Um, first, we want to note that we know the head coach, um, Ryan. Who is the head coach for this Men of Mackey team? Yeah, it's almost my name, Ryan yeah. Smith. Very Again. close. <laughs> yeah, so he he is back as the head coach, and I got to say, it's pretty cool that he's getting this opportunity. Um, it's his fourth straight year as their head coach. It would be great if we could get him out there on the floor, um, but, you know, next best thing is to have him on the sidelines. I think it's a pretty cool thing. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, so 
Ryan, do you want to tell me some of the guys uh, who are on the roster as we know it right now? So far, we have five players. Um, and while you look that up, I did want to let folks know, um, Ryan Smith, in case you didn't know, um, he's the director of basketball operations currently at Mercer. Um, so that is what he is doing these days. Uh, and the summer gives him a, a good chance to to get a little more coaching in because you would assume that he would like to step into an assistant coaching role um, of his right. own at some point. So this is maybe not the the you know exact kind of resume they're looking for, but it gives him the opportunity to show what he can do um, as you know the director of basketball operations is a whole different kind of ball of wax there. So it's a good opportunity for him. So I love to see it. Absolutely. So, all right. So I've got five commitments so far. I'll kind of go in reverse order. So first we have Kelsey Barlow. So this is his – he's played on this team before. Yes. Um, I believe this is his third time Yeah. Um, playing for the Men of Mackey. Next up we have Lou Jack, Lewis Jackson. So continue on with former Purdue players. Yep. That's always a good – sign then we go to no gel eastern in his first tbt tournament so this will be his first time out there he's been playing overseas or also mexico maybe yeah i think i think Um, maybe yeah he's been playing international ball so he'll be back meeting some guys in the black and gold he'll be back in the black and gold it'll be fun to see him uh playing again um Next up, we have another very familiar face and voice, for that matter. Yeah, that's true. Robbie Hummel. I mean, you can't throw a rock 10 feet without hitting Robbie Hummel on a sports network anymore. Right. So, I mean, so, and he's still playing good for him. I know he's been playing the 3v3 ball in uh, the world championships. World championships. Tried to qualify for the Olympics, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, he is everywhere, though. Good for Robbie. And then, lastly, we have Kyle Mingus, who did not play for Purdue. This is our first non-Purdue player, but he did play at Indiana Wesleyan. And this is, uh, he is also back again. He has played for the Men of Mackey before. And he's so, he's been oh. one of the better players on the team, a really high scorer. And um, after we posted a story um, about him joining the team, we got a, a DM on Twitter um, apparently Kyle Mangus's mother is a Purdue graduate. So right. there is at least a connection uh, between him and Purdue. So that's a nice little addition there um, because I know, you know, these teams are kind of hard to put together because you have to do a lot of legwork, a lot of like, hey, mm-hmm. when do you, do you have these weeks available? And these are guys who most of them have played professional ball or playing overseas or, you know, maybe are are in the coaching realm right now. So it's right. kind of tough to get all their schedules together. So in recent years, there's been a, a lot of guys who aren't Purdue affiliated. And that's just, to me, it's not as fun. And and that's no shade on the guys who are putting together the men of Mackey team. Because I, I like I said, I know how hard that must be. But it just doesn't have the same draw for me when it's just a bunch of guys who you throw together uh, from random schools with no Purdue connection. So I'm glad to see so far um, that that every player has a Purdue connection, even if, uh, you know, Mangus is just his mother is a Purdue graduate, which is a little tenuous, but I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, take what you can get. 
And I will say that the men of Mackey are definitely going out there and they are recruiting Purdue players hard. Um, I know they have reached out to the likes of Dakota Mathias, who he's playing, you know, he was in the G League this year. He's, he's been And he's been crushing it in the G League. Absolutely. So that would be a huge addition. I mean, also with the likes of Vince Edwards, Carson Edwards, um, Trevion Williams, you know, get some of the young guns going yeah. that, at Purdue. Um, so they're reaching out to just about everyone they can. It's, it's, as you said, it's just difficult to schedule, especially, you know, if you're, if you're a player in like still aspirations to go to the NBA, like I'm sure Dakota Mathias, Vince Edwards and, uh, Trevion Williams all are still trying very actively to get on an NBA roster. You know, do you risk injury? Are you in the middle of your off-season workout program through a team? You know, it's there's so much going on in these players' lives, but it is really nice to see them kind of play in this. I don't want to say for fun tournament, considering there is a million-dollar cash prize, but it's sort of this co-rec ball. Let's put it that way. I mean, it it really is. It's like a semi-professional co-rec ball, as we said last podcast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, do any of these names surprise you? Because there is certainly one that surprises me. Um, The biggest surprise for me was Nogel Eastern. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, without a doubt. Without a doubt, he was the yeah, surprise for me. Just sort of the way he left Purdue. Yeah. Um, it's It was kind of a mystery if he wanted to be affiliated with Purdue, but clearly he... Um, you know, still has ties. He will always have ties to Purdue. So it's good to see him uh, join this team, even if not officially affiliated with Purdue. It's, you know, it's halfway there, and I'm sure Purdue fans will welcome him with open arms when we cheer for this team too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it was. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Star Wars quote here, which I I think I shared on Twitter as well as in gift form. Um, a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. Because uh, mm-hmm. I loved Nogel Eastern when he was on the team. Just such a great yes. defender. The length he had, um, you know, and his speed and quickness. He could just never put it together for Purdue on the offensive end. But mm-hmm. once he left Purdue and he's gone um, to play internationally, he really has stepped it up on offense. Um, I, I Correct me if I'm wrong, but he switched shooting hands. Yes, yes he did. Um, I think he went from a righty to a lefty, and which I think is it's just bizarre. Injury. Yeah, I think it was because of injury. It like, and and whatever it's, that it's doesn't done, happen. Yeah, no, it seems to have worked. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, just as you said, the way he left Purdue, um, him and Matt Harms, they left at the same time, I believe, right? Yes, they left the same year. Yeah, and then and then Painter went on, I think, Dockich's show or someone else, and was like, you know, they're not Purdue guys because they didn't graduate. It was like it was not a good look for anybody involved. Um, no, you know, so there, it was a very ugly divorce for those guys, and mm-hmm. I think Painter was shocked at the way they left. I, maybe he was told something else. We don't know what happened behind the scenes, but to me, it's very good uh, to see Eastern get affiliated a little bit back with the program, even though obviously the men of Mackey are not, you know, a direct connection to the athletic department. It is nice to see him kind of go back into the fold. Um, 
because he, by all reports, he was a great teammate, um, hard worker. You know, nothing bad about him. It just the way he left, I think, rubbed people the wrong way. But right, as much as we dump on, you know, people dumped on him back in, well, I think it was 2019. If he would have done that two years later, transfer portal, three years later, transfer portal, it wouldn't have been a big deal. It's just the nature of the game then. So he was really a victim of the time that he did it. So I would really love to see him uh, thrive and excel um, on this Men of Mackey squad. Yeah, absolutely. As well as uh, the whole team and as a whole. So looking at what they've got right now, um, mm-hmm. is there any particular Purdue player um, that you would like them uh, to nab? Like who's your number one target if you're the people putting this team oh. together? Knowing knowing the construction of the team that they have right now. Huh. Um, ugh. honestly, just by, he was the first, like, true star that I watched at the time. Um, I would love to see Carson Edwards join this team, just to see him light it up from deep. But I just, I love Carson Edwards' game. Personnel-wise, I think Trevion Williams would be a really welcome fit just because he's, you, you need that big man. Or even if you get, I know Isaac Haas in the past has played yeah. center for this team. So you really need someone to let Robbie Hummel kind of be more of an outside player looking in rather than him being your five. Yeah. So yeah. Um, big man or boogie is where I'll go. That's good. That's good. Um, I think those are both excellent choices. Um, for me, uh, I'm going to go with Dakota Mathias. I think yeah. if they could find a way to get him, it would be just incredible. Um, he, As I said, he's been tearing it up in the D-League. He's a fantastic shooter. Uh, he's a good defender, great passer. Um, and if you've watched TBT in the past, you know that a lot of it can come down to shooting. And mm-hmm. especially if you get into a game where you're behind, you know, and they go to the Elam ending where you have to just basically hit to a set point. Like, uh, it's, it's first team to, you know, 85 or whatever the number is wins. Um, so if you're down by 10, you gotta, you know, you gotta catch up. So oftentimes you can do that by shooting threes, uh, over twos and trying to find, you know, a way to get yourself back in the game and having a guy Mm -hmm. like Matthias could really help you do that. Absolutely, and honestly, that's one of the best players you could add. One that's not on an active NBA roster, but who is just tearing it up in the G League. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to um, look up the exact dates of when this thing begins, but the Mm -hmm. the TBT website, I gotta be honest, not great. (laughs) Um, But, okay, so anybody else uh, you would like to see added... Um, or maybe just no. It's it's got to be a Purdue Purdue player. I'm not going to give you former men of Mackey players because that that could be <laughs> any any number of folks. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Or or just is there a particular position uh, that you think they need to kind of square up? Yeah. Other than center, I think maybe you're see. I like the scoring capability of Kyle Mangus, so that definitely helps even like point or wing. So maybe a wing player um, going forward, but 
I, I think truly getting a new a center in there or a big is your biggest recruiting where you want to go. Yeah. And obviously you can't play with only five players. You need <laughs> right. some depth here. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it would be interesting to see if they can get um if they can get Haas back, if they can maybe mm-hmm. snag Vincent Edwards, uh Dakota Mathias. Carson Edwards obviously would be an absolute coup. But uh, I'm not sure if those guys are going to want to take a little bit of a risk um, for a, a, like you said, a kind of a co-rec tournament where the the prize is a million dollars, sure. Uh, but it's it's mm-hmm. a it's a lot of risk uh, with a reward that seems unlikely. I mean, you know, 6014 yeah. tournament, only one winner, so it, it would be very difficult. And it looks like this is in July. Uh, 19th to 23rd is going to be the first round of games, um, it looks okay. like. So uh, we don't know yet uh, where Purdue's Men of Mackey team is going to play. Um, I don't believe they've announced that yet, but it's a fun Wednesday. tournament. It's a it's a fun tournament if you haven't ever watched it. So uh, we're going to keep an eye on it and, and let you know who else is added. But it's definitely something that I would recommend watching. It gives you a good taste of basketball as you're waiting for um, mm-hmm. you know the, the rest of the college basketball uh, to get closer and waiting for college football to start. Um, it, it's a pretty right. fun little tournament, don't you think? Oh, for sure. Yeah, especially when you see some of these guys that there's a lot of feel-good stories coming out of this tournament. Yeah, and it's really it's really fun. Yeah, so there we go. Uh, fairly shorter episode this week. It is Mother's Day. Um, I'm sure we'd all like to go check in with our moms, uh, or for me, my wife, uh, who is the mother of my child. So shout out to her. Um, but that's it for us today. We'll be back with you next week. Boiler up, folks. Number down. <laughs>